Today on the podcast, I am joined by Brandy Coffin, who is a time management coach from The Nourished Mum. Brandy is going to be sharing all of her homeschool tips and tricks with us, how routines can really help us. And I wanted to get her on here today because I know that she has such a heart for mums who are in the thick of motherhood, homeschooling, kids at home, all the things. So I'm so excited that she is on today. We are talking how we balance things, how routines can help homeschooling parents. So even those of you who feel like you're terrible at following a schedule, I know you are particularly going to get so much out of this. And the one thing I really love that Brandy talked about in this episode was what to do when days don't go our way. Because I know particularly those who are homeschooling, those of you who are stay-at-home mums, we have an expectation of our day. So what happens when it doesn't go to plan? things happen because they do. So I love the tips that Brandy shares. So let's get into today's episode with Brandy Coffin from The Nourished Mum. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it. Until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama show. I'm so excited and I know that all the listeners are so excited for you to be on here. So would you mind, first of all, just introducing yourself and really, I'd love you to share what led you to do what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, so my name is Brandy Coffin. I am a mom to two fun boys and a wife and a homeschool mom and a time management coach for homeschool moms. Yeah. And how did I get into doing what I'm doing now? That is a long story, um, but it really, you know, it actually, it started, oh, uh, I don't even know, years ago with the Lord, with the Lord calling me, you know, and how he's put the pieces together, because what he's called me to in the beginning, what I thought it was or what I envisioned, like, because I actually, I went to school for nutrition and thought I would be a nutrition coach. And the Lord had me moving in that way and then really prompted me to work with Christian women. And that was a whole journey, like saying, surrendering to that, like, and then, and then calling me to homeschool. So that was a huge shift because that was nothing that was on my radar. I was, I wanted to be, have a successful career and never even thought that I would be a stay at home mom. And it was right before COVID actually. So right before COVID hit, I think it was like February, I was writing in my journal 
And I wrote homeschool. I just wrote homeschool down with like a question mark. And I'm, I had no idea what that even meant. Like I didn't even really know anyone who homeschooled. I mean, I knew some people, but we weren't like close or anything. And, um, you know, I just wrote it down and I'm like, that's never going to happen because first of all, I don't think my husband would ever be on board. And like, I'm trying to do this other thing with growing my nutrition business and, um, but then COVID happened and my kids were doing school at home. And then I started to look around and I'm like, hold up. I think that we could actually do this. And it's really just been a journey with God, like take, like step-by-step step, letting him call me to the next step and just trying to surrender and follow where he's leading. Wow. without trying to do it my way <laughs> which is always the biggest struggle yes oh, I love it so we are going to chat around routines and how they help homeschool moms so really it takes a whole nother level of balancing all the things so that's really what I wanted to get you to share with us especially being a time management coach for homeschool moms mm -hmm. um, and so I really wanted to chat around this idea of flexible routine. So how can, to start us off, how can routines help homeschool mums to try to balance all the things? Well, really, this is a lesson that I learned when I started homeschooling um, because I was a time management coach um, kind of in my nutrition business. I had to end up teaching women time management because they weren't able to make the nutrition, the cooking, those types of things are reality because they couldn't manage their time effectively. So I ended up getting into it there. But then when I started homeschooling, I realized like this is so much deeper. And I think a lot of it, you know, there's just so much on our plates and it's really easy to get overwhelmed and and then almost get like paralyzed, like, okay, now the laundry, like I can't even keep up with the laundry. Now I'm not doing enough with the kids. The kids aren't, we're not getting enough learning time in. We're not the, you know, I'm not spending enough time with my husband. Like all of these things start piling up. And the thing with routines is that they allow you to really take advantage of something you're already doing. Okay. Because routines are something that we all are doing without even thinking about it. Like studies show that they say it's a ridiculous statistic, like 40 to 90, which is a huge variance, but 40 to 90% of our actions are habitual. So there are things that we're doing that we're not even thinking about. And I feel like this can be good or this could be bad. But the issue when it starts to work against us is when we have routines and habits that aren't working for us. So when we end up not using our time efficiently, not putting our priorities first, not making a plan to make our days easier, that's when we start to feel that overwhelm, when we start to feel scattered and we don't really know, you know, what to do next. So routines can help us to be intentional because we're creating a plan to use our time effectively. And we're putting things in an order that makes sense, right? In an order that we can link like tasks together to save time and energy. It's different than a schedule because a schedule is more time-based. And I mean, I could get all into this about, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom or a homeschool mom, 
things aren't going to always go as planned. I mean, just in life, things don't go as planned. Let's be honest. But if particularly when you are with little people all the time, like things are going to come up and not go as planned. So I feel like when we're working with a schedule and you have things like listed out hour by hour, we can get overwhelmed when we get off track. And then we're like, I don't know, the whole the whole day is ruined. Like, where do I go now? Because the schedule's gone. I'm not sure what to do. But routines, they don't have to be time-based. So it, it gives us another way to structure things that if things go wrong, we still have a way to like use that structure to our advantage. Yeah, I love that. that. You still using structure, but not according to the clock. What, mm-hmm. the, clock, what the clock says I should be doing now at, 2 p.m. Right, exactly. And like, sometimes we have to look at the clock, right? I mean, we live in a world, we have to do these things. But I feel that, you know, what I found, especially homeschooling, is that there's certain times that we have to be very aware of the clock, but certain times that we don't. And if we make ourselves like a slave to the, the clock, we end up getting too stressed and miss out on opportunities and advantages that are before us, like pouring into our kids, teaching them a lesson about sharing or whatever comes up that we would miss if we're too focused on staying on that rigid, like schedule by the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So good. So what would you say are the steps to creating a routine? So it is affecting in helping you throughout your day. Well, I think the first step really, so when I'm working with my clients, the first thing I want to know is what is your goal? Like, usually they come to me with a a problem. Like, my kids won't do school. Like, I don't know how to get them to cooperate. Or um, my laundry is a mess. Or I have no time for my husband. And we start there. Like, what is your goal? Do you want to get your laundry under control? Do you want to have that quality time with your husband? Do you need to figure out a way to engage your kids in learning? And we start with that one small goal because we're going to build different routines, right? Like a routine around school, a routine around your quiet time, maybe a routine when your husband comes home, right? These will be separate routines. Then, And that's the beauty of it where it doesn't have to be to the clock because they can be linked to other things, right? So knowing your priorities, knowing your goals, then really getting strategic, like what do you need included in this routine? So say you're trying to set up a morning routine. Okay, well, I want to have 10 minutes of prayer, 10 minutes of Bible reading, and 20 minutes of exercise. Like, these are the things that I feel I need to get my day started off well, you know, but you need to be realistic. So I'll have, like, my clients write down, what is the estimated time? You think that each of these things in whatever routine we're making, how much time do you think they will actually take? And we need to be realistic because, first of all, if we're underestimating, overestimating, and we try to put this into real life, we're going to get overwhelmed. And if we're overestimating, like saying like, I need 40 minutes of Bible and exercise, and I know my kids are going to wake up in 30 minutes, like that's not realistic either. So we need to look around at our rhythms of the day, at our kids' rhythms, at what all the things happening around us to figure out what what we can include in each routine and how can we be realistic then this is where the the strategic routine magic happens is you need to pick a trigger so when i'm creating routines what i want is for them to be habitual right i don't want to have to think about them i because they're supposed to make my life easier 
right? So they're reducing the number of decisions that we have to make every day. And that makes life a lot easier because we make a lot of decisions and it can be exhausting. So if there are less things, like if I don't have to decide that I'm I'm doing the dishes right now, if it's just a habit that I always do, that takes less energy for me to have to put in to thinking about that. So when we're creating habits, they happen in a three-part loop. You have a trigger. So this is the thing that like triggers your brain to go into the habit, the routine, and then a reward. So you need to have a reward, like it can be intrinsic, we can talk about that, or extrinsic, but you need to have something that is reinforcing your brain to keep doing this thing, right? So like you go into the bathroom, turn on the light switch automatically. Now the light goes on. So that's why you keep doing that. But if the light didn't go on, you wouldn't keep flipping that light switch every day. So when we're looking at that three-part loop, the first part is the trigger. So say I'm sticking with the morning routine. What is the trigger that tells me to go into the morning routine? Do I do it right when I wake up? Is it um, when my alarm goes off? Is it, um, do I sit in bed for 10 minutes after the snooze? You know, you have to have a specific trigger. And the more specific that it is, the easier that it's going to turn into a habit. And then after you figure out that trigger, so it could also be like, you need to figure out like, are you doing your morning routine every day of the week? Or is this just happening Monday through Friday, right? The more specific, the easier you're going to be able to stick with it. Then you need to figure out. So the next step is the routine, right? What are you doing? So my morning routine, I'm doing my, my prayer, my Bible reading. Then I'm doing, I sneak in a little bit of work so I can have some time to get that in. And then I exercise. What do you need? right? So I need my Bible. I need a pencil and a pen. I need my workout mat up here. I need my laptop. I make sure that I prepare beforehand, that I'm bringing all of these things upstairs so I have them ready, right? So we don't have to be running around trying to gather the things that we need. We're already prepared. And then the reward. So I mentioned intrinsic or extrinsic. So If we want to make it into a habit, like I said, you need to have something positive associated with the routine. So say you want to like get your laundry under control. So maybe you really, you want to make that happen and you keep trying to make it happen and you make a routine, but like you're not sticking with it. And maybe that reward of having the laundry folded is just not motivating enough for you. So sometimes if you add in like an extrinsic reward, something that's external from the actual the actual thing that you're doing, it can motivate you, right? So what if you, you did something that you liked, like you watched a show while you folded the laundry or you listened to a podcast or you ate a piece of chocolate or had a cup of coffee, something that's gonna like keep telling your brain, like this is good, I want to do this. So you've gotta have those those, especially those three pieces, the trigger, being prepared for the routine and the reward. But it's going to start with your goals, right? Because if it's not something that's important to you, then you're never going to stick with it anyway. So you've got to like, it has to be motivated by your priorities. Wow. That is, we could just finish there and (laughs) no, but that is so helpful. And I love that you said about making it not like making your whole day, this one rigid routine like mm-hmm. it's having all these little like this is what happens when um when we finish breakfast this is what happens when my husband gets home and it's all these kind of little 
things that, as you said, just become flows, just become rhythms of your day because they become habits. And so I think that that is so good. And I love what you said too about giving the actual routine forethought of what do I need to get this done to make sure that you have whatever it is, um, whether Mm -hmm. it is your workout clothes out next to your bed. So you put them on first thing in the morning or yeah, have your, your Bible and a pen there ready to go or have tea set up where you make your cup of tea in the morning. And so I think that that would really help people who are terrible at following any kind of schedule. Do you have any other uh, tips or kind of hacks for how to follow a routine? And I think even just the way that you do routines is different enough for it not to be rigid and all too structured. Um, But for those of us who are terrible at following a schedule, don't like to be boxed in, what are your tips for how to follow that so we still do get all the things done, so the kids still do get their learning time in? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a couple things that I want to ask. If if you're terrible at following a schedule, I think that sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper. So let's look at what's going on. Maybe your schedule isn't really aligned to what's important to you. Maybe it's not aligned to what God's calling you to. So that's the first thing I would consider. Like, am I just trying to put these things in the schedule because I feel like I'm supposed to be doing them? Or are they things that I truly value that God wants for my family and really dig into that? Maybe you know, you're literally too tired or too stressed. You know, people are like, I can't stick to my workout routine. I can't stick to, you know, my morning routine. I can't wake up on time. Maybe it really has nothing to do with your motivation and more to do with the fact that you actually are too tired and you are too stressed and you need to focus on more foundational routines like getting enough sleep or getting your nutrition on point or spending more time with God before you can tackle the other things that you're trying to tackle. Um, You know, maybe you love your time freedom and I totally get that. Um, I have, that's probably one of my biggest things is like, you know, I'd like to be able to say, oh, I'm going to stay and hang out with these friends longer or I'm going to do whatever comes up, you know? And I think that's, that's an amazing benefit that we have, um, particularly homeschoolers and stay-at-home moms, that we have a little bit more flex- flexibility. But routines are really the perfect way to balance that benefit of time freedom with the benefits of getting the things done that need to get done, like keeping your home in order, right? And spending the time on the things that really fill you up. Because like I said, routines can be flexible. So because they're not time-based, you really can maneuver them, right? So if, like if your whole morning was chaos and you're like, I, I can't get my workout in, you know, I just have no motivation for that. Like I'm so stressed because of X, Y, and Z, like no big deal. Okay. Like things got messed up. The morning is chaos. You can jump back in, say at your breakfast routine. And like, I'm, I like love routines. So I have, <laughs> I have a routine for everything. You don't have to have a routine for everything, but I know that I can jump back in, even if my morning was chaos, and do my breakfast routine, and the things are going to get done, right? The kids are going to get fed. We're going to get our Bible study in. We're going to, the kitchen's going to get a little cleanup, because all of these are part of my breakfast routine. 
So like, even though my morning was chaos, or I decided that I was going to go on a run because I felt like I needed it, or a friend called because they needed help, I can still jump in and keep up with the other things that need to happen that day without throwing the whole schedule away. Mm, I love that. That's so helpful. And I think, as you said, coming back to your priorities, and if it's aligning with what you are prioritizing and what your goals are and what you're wanting to get out of this. It's so, so good. So what about when let's go into those days, because it just happens when you have little people, when the days don't go as planned, mm-hmm. because I, there's probably like once a week, really for me, where something happens and the whole day just, and it's one thing to go, okay, it just is what it is. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to freak out about it. It just is what it is. So how do you still move forward? What are the steps for mums to take to still move forward and still effectively use routines for um, still getting it all done? (laughs) Yeah. So I'd like to teach two specific things around this. So one thing I teach is time boundaries. So uh, they're kind of like... um, you know how people do like time blocking, but instead of like being boxed in, I guess, but time boundaries are transitional times that flow with your family's natural rhythms. So these are things that I just have people become aware of. So for instance, I know that if I start our breakfast routine by nine, then we will have enough time to do the things that we like to do before the afternoon. We're going to have enough time to do our Bible study, our playtime, our learning time, Um, you know, my to-do list. I know that all of those things will fit in my day if I start by nine. I know that if I'm home by 3.30 in the afternoon, we get some time to rest and connect before I have to start dinner. And I know that my night goes better when I have that time before I have to jump into like my evening chores. Another um, time boundary that I have is that I know that if I start bedtime at 7.30, then I can be back downstairs by 8.30 and still have enough time to connect with my husband. So I just use these time boundaries, like I'm just aware of them and I use them as guides and goals so that I can make decisions when things get off track. So if like my morning went wrong, I don't want to say wrong. If my morning, if my morning was chaos, you know, and like we had some fighting or who knows what happened and it just didn't go as planned. I know I can make the decision. Are we jumping back in at nine and doing breakfast at nine so we can get the rest of the the homeschool stuff done and the stuff that we had planned for today? Or maybe I would decide against that. Maybe I would say, you know what? Actually, the other part of our morning routine is more important for us right now. Like I need to get my Bible time in. Like you guys can go, here's some Legos and here's some Play-Doh, you know? But it helps me to make a good decision because I know our natural rhythms and how things flow so I can make the decision accordingly. Another thing I like to teach is called the next right thing. So it's a popular saying, I guess. Um, I heard it on another podcast actually a long time ago. And then I think it's even in like Frozen. They talk about like the next right thing. I think like Abraham, what's that? It's a song in, and I only know this because this is my daughter's thing is Frozen right now. Um, but yeah, it's a song in Frozen 2. That's exactly what I thought of when you said it, but I'm loving where you're going. That's awesome. 
character. I think there was a president who used it too. Maybe like Abraham Lincoln, or I could be completely wrong. It could be somebody totally different, but it's a popular thing that people use. And the way that I think about it is, okay, the next right thing. So when I start to like get overwhelmed, like last week we had a day where I was just like, I don't know, like I keep like getting really frustrated with the kids and I want to get like this, a certain amount of this school stuff done that I planned, but really I feel like I'm just going to like lose my cool on them. So like, where do I go? What should I do? And to me, the next right thing is you're overwhelmed. You stop and you pray, right? The next right thing is the Holy Spirit can guide us, right? Our routines are a tool. But what I really believe about time management and about anything is that the foundation is on God, right? So it's like all of these things that I'm building, I'm building it with God, right? My day, he's my guide. He's helping me to make these decisions. He's given me the strength to not lose my cool on the kids, right? And he'll whisper into our ear like, hey, like ditch the schoolwork today and go on a walk or whatever it is. Cause he might've known that my patience was just, I was gonna say things I didn't wanna say and it wasn't gonna go good, you know? But when we can stop and pray and just ask for guidance and take a minute to consider what the next right thing is, we can decide like, okay, do I go with the routine? Is that what the right thing is to do right now? Do I keep walking forward with this tool and walk out our routine? Or do I need to like, just go in a whole different direction? And that's totally okay. Wow. The whole idea, I think it was maybe two years ago, my whole word for the year was, well, it was more like a saying was the best. Yes. What is my best? Yes, I can do. And it came from a book, um, by, I forget her name now, Lisa Turkist or something. And so I love that kind of is the similar, similar thing of what, what is the next best thing for me to do right now? What's the next mm-hmm. right thing for me to do right now? And more often or not in those situations where we are needing, what's the next best thing? It is God. It is to rely mm-hmm. on him to be our light and to guide us. And I'm so glad that he's so gracious to whisper in our ears to say, forget what you planned, go take the kids to the park. Mm-hmm. Actually, just go on a walk. Actually, go to the beach. Actually, like, put your agenda aside and just be for a moment. Right. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, how you said your agenda. I feel like um, sometimes with the schedules and the routines, we're just trying to gain control. Yeah. And that's like a normal, natural human thing to do, right? We feel comfortable when we're in control. But the truth is sometimes we're trying to gain control where we really have no business controlling and we can just push through. Like this routine is going to work. This schedule is going to work. Kids, you better get on board because this is what we're doing. But like sometimes that's not the right thing, right? It's like, and it's that, it's like that heart issue of control. Like we get into this place where like, it has to work out this way because it just has to, because I need to be in control right now. And sometimes like, we just have to remember that it's the Lord who ultimately is in control of our days, of all of these things. And we, when we can submit that to him, that's when we're gonna feel peaceful. You know, no matter if the laundry gets done or if, nothing gets done at all. You know, at least we have the peace of God. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have loved this conversation. I just have one more 
a bit off topic. It's kind of still on topic question for you. And would you mind sharing, because I know this is something that when I shared that I was uh, bringing you on here as a um, homeschool mum to talk about balancing all the things, one question that I got asked quite a bit was, how do you make the decision whether or not to homeschool? So can you just share how you chose it, apart from the God whisper, but what did the practical um, steps of making that decision from, you know, writing it down with a question mark to actually sitting down going, okay, boys, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then any other tips for mums who are trying to figure out if it's right for their family? Yeah. Um, I think that the, obviously the most important thing would be to talk to your husband or whoever helps you with the kids, you know, and whoever has a say in that, you know, like you need to talk to your husband and be on the same page. And that really, I feel like that is the biggest thing to be aligned in. Because even now, honestly, as we have been homeschooling for a couple of years, like the more I can get my husband invested, even though he's not here during the day because he's at work, the more I can get him invested in this vision that I see, the more that our home is harmonious. Like it, it just he needs to know what we're doing and be on board with it. You know, as the leader of the house, like it, that's the first thing. Technically, like if we're talking about technical things, you know, I know in the US, in Massachusetts, the laws are going to be different than in different places. But really, I think most places, it just starts with giving the school a letter. And, but you need to know the laws, right? So a lot of places will have like, um, homeschool Facebook groups um, and different places where you can figure out like, okay, what are the laws? What do I actually need to do? But as far as like making that decision, I think it's just going to start with what do you want for your family? You know, like what is important to you is, and you know, you, so for some families, like homeschool is a means to, I mean, I would say for any family that homeschools, it's a means to grow closer as a family. But for some families, you know, I've had, I've had friends who are homeschooling and then they decided it wasn't right for them anymore because we're all in different seasons. So you really have to know where you're at, what you, what you need, what God's calling you to and start from that place. And I wouldn't even say anything to the kids, honestly. Like, don't don't go to the kids and be like, do you want to homeschool? Because you're going to get, I mean, you might have kids who are like, yes. And I know families who they started homeschooling because their kids weren't doing well in public school. And that was their motivation. So in that instance, yes, okay. Like, you know that your child needs that. But, you know, my kids are like, one day they're like, oh, I would love to like go on the school bus. And then the next day they're like, a school is a prison. And I'm like, whoa, where'd you hear that? I'm like, like, I think we watched a movie Slumberland recently and they like said that. And then I'm like, let's calm down with those words. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so starting with where, what your family, what are your values? What do you what do you want for your family? And honestly, I just, homeschooling has been so um, an amazing journey for me that every so often, you know, I get like overwhelmed. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't, maybe this is wrong. And I'm like, I could not see it any other way. And like once in a while, my husband will do the same thing. Well, maybe you should put the kids back in school. And I'm like, (gasps) I'm like, I just feel that 
that is such the opposite of what God is calling me to right now that I couldn't. So I feel like if you have it on your heart that you're even questioning it, that it's definitely something to look into because it can be a whole different way of life. And it can be like something that God uses to grow you and your family to amazing places. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And what would you say to the mom? Because in Australia here, it is the start of the year. I feel like your years are different school-wise. So um, there's lots of new mums, new homeschool mums. Uh, just to finish off, would you share what what's like one bit of encouragement that you would share with them? So if you're just starting, I would say... Um, one thing that really helped me was breaking free from what you feel like school should look like. You know, we all have these preconceived ideas of, um, you know, especially if we went to school that like school should be sitting down or they need to do worksheets or they have to make sure they have to be sitting and quiet while I read or you have just these ideas and some of these are valid and some of them are not valid. And looking into like, what, what does school have to look like and what doesn't it have to look like? And that can change for your family during the season. So like throughout the years that I've been homeschooling, sometimes it looked like we do more sit down work because I actually needed them, like I needed them to be more occupied independently for a period of time when I was working on certain projects. And now we're in a season where my older son recently was like, every time we were sitting down to do school, he's like, oh, I guess we're going to do stupid school. And I'm like, whoa, like what is happening? And for me, I really want to encourage a love of learning because I feel that learning is a lifelong experience, right? Like we're constantly learning. And you know, like, I recently, so when he started saying that, I, um, I'm i like, you know what, we're, we're in a new season where we're going to do school a little bit differently. And so we created just recently, um, so our last name is Coffin. So the Coffins Academy for Curious Kids. And we wrote them this letter about how God has given man dominion over the earth, right? And that we are to steward the mysteries of God. And for us to do that, we need to learn about the world around us. And this is an amazing adventure that everything we, everything around us can be a learning experience, right? Really helping them to be curious, to love learning instead of like, okay, we're sitting down and doing multiplication today. Like we've kind of ditched that for this season and we're more like loosely, like I know that there's things that I want to be working on. Like I know that like I need to get you a little bit better with telling time with an analog clock, you know, and certain things, but like, I'm not putting it in the, like we're sitting down and doing this worksheet about clocks today. You know, we're doing it in real life right now. We're just, we're leaving to go somewhere and I'm like, Hey, it's 1250. We have to leave at 115. How much time do we have? You know, and we're doing time that way. And then we're doing, um, I'm just really excited about this. So I'm like, I love it. I love it. We're doing um, like curious questions. So throughout the day, they will be writing and I will be writing all of us as a family. Whenever we think of something that we're curious about, we write it down. And then they can earn badges, like a curious badge for looking up something. They can earn badges for, so, so far we have, um, what do we have? We have 
skills, working on a skill, which is like, and letting them set the goal. Like my little one is working on learning the piano. So that's something that he's working on. My older one um, likes writing. So he's working on his writing skills. So they pick the skill. So any skill that they want to work on, um, creativity, then we have the curious badge. Um, then we have like our standards, like math, science. Like if you if you do that math worksheet, you'll get a badge. <laughs> um, uh, what were the other ones? Service. So like helping someone, um, relationships. So we've had, we have like a, a group of 10 that we've come up with that are val that these are things that we value as a family and that we want to encourage. And so we're doing school that way right now, earning badges and being curious. And so long story short, <laughs> I think that if you're interested in homeschooling, that you really should look into that and talk to your husband, pray about it and decide if it's right for you. And you know what? You can try it. And if it doesn't work, then you can send your kids back to school. It's really not that big of a deal. And then if you've started, you know, kind of just figure out where you're at and what's going to work for you right now. If your kids are really motivated by sit-down work, that's awesome. If they're not, then that's okay. You can do something completely different that works for your family. Uh, can I come to Coffin Kids? a curious kids academy please yeah i know actually so we're we are in a co-op and we're starting like we take the winter off so we're starting in like a couple weeks and my older one silas is like you need to make this into a co-op class and i'm like well um i love that idea but this is for our family right now this is what we're doing and like maybe someday we can make it into something else but like let's focus on like getting the pieces together putting the pieces of the puzzle together <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Brandy. Would you mind sharing with everyone where they can connect with you, where they can get more from you and more tips, more tricks, all the things? Yeah. So I have um, the podcast, The Nourished Mom, and we talk about, or I talk about um, routines, right? Time management, um, mindset, homeschooling, all of those types of things, um, using your time effectively, so the Nurse Mom podcast, and then at the nursemom.com, um, I talk more about like my coaching and stuff that I offer moms and um, the course that I'm working on that I hope will be, will be live soon. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much, Brandy. I've loved having you on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.